Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Billy Up Sports and the Billy Up Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Raspy Voice edition of the Corner Booth Podcast. I'm sounding like Tom Arno from A2D D Radio right now. Philly fans know I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, so we're back. Full crew today. Got one sentence game. We got some college football talk. Kevin's still in mourning. Um, yeah, and um, we've got a lot of news concerning Mark Walton. Yeah, and this is a Miami joke, technically. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting show today. And we'll be Hall of Famers as well, getting uh, released. So uh, let's get to it. Uh, guys, first off, my football last night. Um, Savannah's tweet last night summed it up perfectly. Phil Rivers loves throwing in the triple coverage. Uh, yes, I think he. I think Phil Rivers has to tell somebody he's colorblind because he's getting the Eli syndrome. He's just <laughs> trying to throw it into clusters of people. At least with Eli, he had OBJ he was throwing it to. I'm not knocking Keenan Allen, but, like, Phillip Rivers doesn't have a target that good to just chuck it up to. <clears throat> I know. It, it's, like, it, it's bad because it's not even, like, but he's still kind of raw. And he's got Keenan Allen, like you said, but the guys just aren't even open. It's it's not even, like, with, like, OBJ where he's getting separation. Like so, like these throw like the throws there's like uh, there's like safety over the top and the Kansas City defense is picking them off. That's the worst part. Their defense is so atrocious. And I I, I don't, honestly, uh, is Kansas City the best team in that division anymore? Cause I I don't know. I'm not saying Oakland's better, but I'm not saying they're worse than Kansas City because Oakland can actually play defense. If oh. Does Oakland play Kansas City later in the year? Yeah, one more time. Oh, yeah. If Patrick Mahomes is not 100% healthy, then Oakland will win that game. And my, I didn't watch much of the game because I went to bed, but my friend texted me this morning. He's saying it looked like Mahomes is still nursing an injury, and I agree with him. He didn't look <clears throat> that inhibited, but just something was off about his play. He yeah. can still win games, with, but with how bad that defense is, if Patrick Mahomes at 95%, you're not winning. Yeah, I know. And it's – the problem is with Mahomes is half of his game is his mobility, his improvising, and him just being able to do crazy things. But also I feel like their lack of running game is killing him. It's killing him. Like they have no answer. What, you're going to use this combo of Shady McCoy and the Williams brothers? Like it's just not working. I – Honestly, I, when they went and got McCoy, I'm like, all right, this was dumb. They should have gone on and gotten somebody else. There were a couple backs on the market. 
And they and also the other thing is they should never have traded Carlos Hyde to um, Houston. I don't think Carlos Hyde would have fixed it. I I mean he's still a solid back. He's still getting a ton of yardage for Houston. He's still yeah. a good back. I mean yeah. he's not great, but he's good enough where you can eat yardage. You have to respect him enough. It would have been more helpful than what they have now because right now it's basically. They have a cannon hole on the side of their ship. They have two if you count the defense, or they're, they have half a ship if you count the defense. And they're trying to put like a wine stopper to cover it. Yeah, basically like an aging wine stopper in LaShawn McCoy. McCoy shouldn't be your number two, like like change of pace when your your other guy gets tired back. Not your main guy to get handoffs to. And Damian Williams, besides that long run, he's not a running a good. He's a good receiving back. He's just not the best like between the tackle guy. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about LaShawn McCoy as a change of pace back, just because if you have him running on and off the field, it might be hard for him to get out there with his walker. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you're right, though. I mean, it, it, it's – I don't know. The, the Chiefs, I feel like they're, they, they, they're more and more – as we got – there were that – every team, every year, there was always that one team we think is going to smoke everybody, and their problems are just eating them alive. Also, I mean, part of the reason they won so much last year was because of Patrick Mahomes. And as teams kind of figure out quarterbacks, they are not as effective with some of the trick, the trickier stuff that he does, the no-look passes. Like, well, like, you got to be able to straight-up beat teams. You can't just do all these crazy, like, like look at the Rams. They're, they're like, they, they barely beat the Bears. Yeah, and, I mean, it's just, the Chiefs just have so many holes to fill that, like, from the offseason that, I mean, the fact that the Chargers – Literally, Philip Rivers threw four interceptions and they still only lost by a touchdown. Just shows how how many problems they have and how many things they need to fix. Well, here's the thing: they're the fourth best team. They're maybe the fifth best team in the AFC right now. I'll be straight up with it. If I'm going to do a power rank of the AFC right now, it's one New England, two Baltimore, three Houston. For Oakland, five Kansas City. Because I rather I trust John Gruden and that very scrappy, underrated defense to plus their running game to win games in the cold when Mahomes is going to be slinging the rock for his life. So I have one issue with your power rankings. Yes, just one. I think right now you have to put New, uh, Baltimore one, New England two. Yeah, I agree. All right, fair enough. I just put New England one only because I want to see Baltimore beat them twice. I mean, that's probably not going to happen. How do you know that? Uh, Because if things play out this way, it will be at home in Foxborough in January. This is the exact reason why I put New England number one. You can't beat them in Foxborough. Well, that's like an end of the season. It's not a... Well, that's the, well. You, you see what my thinking was. Yes. No, I understand your thinking. I'm just talking about right now. I know. I mean, I. You know what? I. We'll talk about the Philly New um New England game later. But basically, it went down to the final drive when we were missing our three best weapons, and Jordan Howard would have changed that game completely, because we had no physical running game, which is what we use when we can't get the ball down the field. And no Jordan, and we didn't even use a Jahi, which was driving me freaking crazy. And, you know, Nelson Aguilar should be, like, banned from all football events in Philadelphia. 
He may, he's actually rated by Pro Football Focus this season as the worst wide receiver in the league. His ranking is so bad. It, I, I mean, I don't even know how he still has a job. That's the fourth time he's dropped like a game tie or game winning touchdown this season alone. I mean, I have one way to solve the uh, Chiefs run game. There what? is a certain Miami Dolphins former running back Ooh, who is now out of a job. And let's we know get how it going. Much, uh, Kev, uh, local newsman Kevin Langley, what's in the docket, Kev? And we know how much they like running backs like this. Mark Sweeten, former Dolphins. Mark Walton. Mark Walton, sorry. It's been a long work day. Mark Walton, he was accused and then cut a few hours ago for assaulting a pregnant woman and punching her repeatedly. Jesus Christ. What is it with NFL players and just assaulting women lately? That's what I was thinking. I feel like they think that they're on top of the world and they can literally just get away with everything. It honestly pisses me off that so many people in the league are just always in trouble for assault. It's just ridiculous. I honestly, I just, because remember, like, around the Ray Rice thing, like, like six or seven, like, cases came out in, like, the, the following year and a half, and then it's starting to come back up again. And I'm just like, oh, my God, guys, learn from Ray Rice. It's not a good thing. It's not nice to hit women. Don't do it. Just walk away. Go to the bar. Get drunk. At least do anything but hit the woman. I think going to the bar and getting drunk might be part of the issue. Oh, that's probably true. Fine. Go go to a church and pray that God still loves you. <laughs> that's a fair point. <clears throat> Watch, we're going to get shut down because we talked about God in the podcast. Um... Uh, just this sucks. Let's move on then. Yes. The Raptors are giving out championship rings. They've decided who's getting them. Some people who are not are Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, and CJ Miles, but Drake and Superfan Nav are getting a ring. Well, those three guys, didn't they not even finish the season with them? Yeah, no, they were traded halfway through the season. Yeah, they don't get rings then. People are freaking out about this, and I don't get it. Drake's an employee of the team, technically. He is? Yeah, he's um head of, like, promotions. or Not promotions, but kind of, like, promoting the team, pretty much. He's a team representative. Wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah, they probably <laughs> pay him minimum wage because he doesn't need the money. But And, I, like, they the GM was talking about it, and he said the only time that it really happens was Anderson Varejao which was a unique uh, circumstance. I don't remember the circumstance exactly. I think he got dealt. <clears throat> I think it was the la- the, fir- the, um, the first year, the, the, the year LeBron won the title in Cleveland. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Because then he got dealt away for a big piece, and then it was like a heartbreaking thing because Varejao had been there for- forever. So... But even outside of that, like, this doesn't really happen in sports. Like, when I read this, I don't get why people are getting so upset. The only time I can really think of it happening, when I sat down and thought of it, was Nomar in 2004. And that's because 
the Red Sox voted to give him a ring and three three quarters, I think, of a playoff salary because he is the reason that Pedro, Manny Ramirez, and a couple other guys, and Kirk Schilling, wanted to go there. The Baseball Hall of Fame ballots have been released. And there's some big names on there. Derek Jeter, Cliff Lee, um, Josh Beckett. Roger Clemens is still on there, and so is Kurt Schilling, Brian Roberts' first time guy on there. And one name that is not on there is Pete Rose, still. The, the role is such bullshit. So dumb. Just let him. If you don't want to let him in the Hall of Fame because of some stupid character clause they might have, fine. But let him do stuff with the Reds. I just the whole thing is just so stupid to me, honestly. Like this is why base like baseball is always like the last to kind of like get their crap together, but they really need to like actually like you know focus on this and just you know just let the guy in. He's such a fan favorite. He's just so much for the sport away from the sport. Like he's also said, and I know. He might be lying, but he said, I never bet on games that I was managing. And he was a decent manager for the Reds. Like, it wasn't like he lost a ton of games. Yeah, if he went, if they were, like, winning 100 games a year before, and then they suddenly won 30, they can go, okay, yeah, he was probably betting on those games and just wanted money. But they still won somewhat regularly with him. So, I don't know, the MLB just... I think back when this all went down, the MLB was just so uptight about everything and they're starting to loosen up. But, like, this is one of those last things they're going to have to, like, you know, pull pull back on a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I think baseball has a character clause in there. But that shouldn't keep you completely banned from the sport for life like he is. It's it's the dumbest ruling on the planet. It's one of the things that really irks me about baseball. This, the 90, having Shoeless Joe Jackson out of the Hall of Fame, there's a, a bunch of things that still irk me about the MLB. Uh, the 1919 White Sox, that, that was so stupid. Oh, yeah. Baseball's so dumb. He played the best out of his entire team, and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, you definitely cheated. Or through the series. Savannah, any thoughts on the Hall of Fame and Pete Rose? Probably not. I just want to get you involved. Jeez. I know. You know, I'm not a huge baseball person. I, like, try to talk about it, and I feel like I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So, no, there's your new professional goal. Now start to learn more about baseball. Yeah, I know. I'm trying. It's always good to educate yourself. Like, this this off this season, and Zach Mack and KJ are, are proud of me. I'm actually trying to educate myself more on hockey. Slowly, but, like, give me some credit here, but, like, slowly. And also starting – I'm trying to get more and more educated about the NBA because it's probably – out of all the sports we cover, it's probably fourth on my list. NFL 1, college football 2, MLB 3, then NBA, so. Just try to learn, Savannah. I will try. It's, it's good for you. Listen to you guys. There you Talk. go about baseball like every show at least so i do learn that well we like talking baseball headlines because it kind of lightens the monotony of us talking football the entire show right yeah i understand 
So, all right, Kevin, anything else before we jump into uh, our college football discussion? Yes, there is one thing that I'm very sad about. Our sweet prince has gone down. Spend all your time waiting. Oh, my God. Tua Tugavailoa, after taking a, a clean hit, I'm not going to say it was dirty, from behind, dislocated his hip and suffered a posterior wall fracture this weekend. And he's out for the year in the next year and a half. Right, that's enough of that. You're probably going to edit out most of that anyway. I'll leave, I'll leave it in. I, I, listen, we had the Rocky music in the last show. Yeah. I was really hoping that the In the Arms of an Angel part came earlier, but I didn't want to wait a minute. You could just edit it so it would start like that. Yeah, I didn't know when it started. I don't listen to that song on a regular basis. You scan it before you do the gimmick. That's what I did. Yeah. I hear the song and I think of ASPA uh, commercials. I do. Cry. <laughs> that, that was the I joke. don't cry, but like, you know, I get all sag. I mean, because my first cat was, you know, adopted but from ASPCA. But come on, Kev. It's okay, buddy. You guys will still win a ball game. We can still make the playoffs. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. <laughs> Matt Jones reads defenses very well. And with this receiving core, if you run the ball and go for quick routes, Matt Jones can succeed. <clears throat> You know, oh, I, I would, you know, maybe one four. They play LSU in the first round again, and you know, get smoked. But you know, I, I'm not saying they'll win the national championship. I think they have a good chance to make the playoffs because I would take Mac Jones over Bo Nix. Uh, yeah, it's, I can see that. At least for this year, I don't know how good Bo Nix is going to be for the rest of his career. But I've been on the record that Bo Nix is trash. There's also some Auburn hatred mixed in there, but. No, it's mostly Bo Nix being trash and Gus Malzahn being an awful offensive coach. He basically was he, ever since uh, that oh that 2013 team ended. He just has not been a good coach. All right. Oh, some other things we had the uh, college football playoff committee announce the rankings. <clears throat> so number uh, no surprise here. Number one, of course, is LSU, followed by. Um, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, then Oregon, Utah, Penn State, Oklahoma, then Minnesota. Yowch, I'm airballing air, air that one. Uh, Florida, Wisco, Michigan, Baylor, Auburn, Notre Dame, Iowa, Memphis, Cincinnati, Boise State, Oklahoma, Iowa State, USC, Appalachian State, and SMU. Quick thing to note. S Iowa State and USC are the two first four loss teams to crack the top twenty-five. <clears throat> I have no issues with the rankings. Except maybe the four lost teams, but who else are they gonna put in? Very true. Yeah, I don't have any issues with it either. Um either. I think that after this weekend, though, Ohio State could possibly be back up to number one because if they destroy Penn State and then LSU plays Arkansas, right? So I feel like they could look like a better team and possibly be number one. No. Eh, no, because Arkansas is so, Arkansas is so bad that me and Kevin could probably start in that defense. I know. Also, no, that's what I'm saying. So LSU is not playing a ranked team. They're clearly going to win. 
Penn State's ranked. Ohio, like this is a rivalry with Ohio State. If they blow them out, I think that they're going to be put. But their LSU still has more ranked wins, beating Alabama at home. Regardless yeah. of the score, if you beat them by one at home, that looks better than blowing out Rutgers by sixty. Okay, you're right. <laughs> Even if they blow up Penn State, they still won't lose that number one ranking only because they have four ranked wins this season and the fact, like Kevin said, they won in Bryant Denny by what? Set eight, Kev, whatever. Five, five, whatever, close. But so it was it was more than a field goal. So that looks better in the rankings, especially for a very SEC-leaning college football committee. Right. I still have hope. (laughs) Yeah, and also uh, we can also put Minnesota being relevant dead in the water. Uh, They lost to Iowa. Our Kirk Ferentz bashing kind of backfired in my face a little bit. So... But, you know, that's that's about it for college football because it really wasn't... Unless you want to talk quickly about how Baylor basically pulled the Atlanta Falcons and blew a 28-3 lead. Oh, my God. I was watching that game. I, I stopped watching it after Baylor scored that last field goal. I was like, oh, well, that was going to be fun. And then I looked back up, and I'm like, wait, wait, what? What's going on? The, they came back? And I checked my phone. Like, as like, time's about to expire, I'm like, oh, my God, they won. I don't know if it's more embarrassing for Oklahoma to be down by that much or for Baylor to blow that big of a lead. I think it's more a Baylor thing to blow that big of a lead. Fair. I mean, Baylor is supposedly, it's supposed to be – they looked good this season. I watched them twice. They looked pretty good. So. But are you guys now ready for the funnest part of our early week show? You guys ready for the one-sentence game? All right. Um, I'm going to need a minute after talking about Tua, so you guys can just go right ahead. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. <clears throat> uh, Steelers and Browns. Helmets are not weapons. They're for protecting heads, not smashing them. My gosh. Savannah? Jason Rudolph started it. According to Freddie Kitchens, it's just part of the game and happens every week. <laughs> Did he really say that? Yeah, they asked him if the team was out of control, and he said, helmet-to-helmet to helmet to hits happen every week. It's part of the game. That, Which is hysterical. Freddie Kitchens has as much control <laughs> over his team as it's like a zookeeper trying to control a tiger without a whip or a chain or something. I don't know how you control a tiger inside of out of a cage. I don't even know. But anyway, that analogy fell apart at the start. Rifle. (laughs) Probably the safest bet. (laughs) All right. Jets and Redskins. It took the worst team, the probably one of the worst teams in football to make the Jets look good. Uh, Dwayne Haskins got his first touchdown pass. It just took five games. Yeah. He is trash. Whatever. All right. I, I, I knew he was going to be a bust, but like, I knew this this past quarterback class was going to be awful, except for Kyler, and he was going. Whoa, be- whoa, whoa! No, you were all on the t- Kyler hate train. I was on the hate train. I just didn't think he was going to be good. Mm, I feel like you were just as much on the hate train as no, I. No, Savannah, you've been driving that train the entire time. 
I just hopped on the back of the caboose because it seemed like fun. Do the Jets own the NFC East? They've they, they're three. They've they've won every game except us when Sam Darnold just was out for kissing women. <laughs> Excuse you, middle school women. Oh Jesus! <laughs> middle school teachers. At least I would hope middle school teachers don't have motto because that would mean they're kissing children. Well, at least we. I mean, turn on the news. We just went down a fucking rabbit hole here, guys. Let's just move on. Saints Buccaneers. See, this was the Saints we're looking for. No, no Star Wars reference. Anybody? Anybody? Okay. (laughs) I think the Bucks are in the market for a new quarterback. Jameis Winston will not be to be eating many W's the rest of the year. <laughs> eating a lot of INTs though. That's true. I really want him to break that record. What's the record? Yeah, what's the record? Um, I think it's 42 overall. But By who? Has- In a season? Yeah. What the? You I know mean, what's really strong. funny? That man is in the Hall of Fame. George Blanda threw 42 interceptions in one year. And the record now, I forget who holds it, is 35, I think, post-Super Bowl era. I believe that would be Ryan Leaf? No. Brett Favre. It's not Brett Favre. It's – where is it? There it is. Yeah, why is this list so long? A lot of people have thrown over 30 interceptions in a year. That's awful. Yep, George Blanda, 62, and then Vinny Testaverde. Verde? Verde? I don't know. Testaverde. Okay, yeah, he sucks. 35 picks in the 90, in the 88 season with the Bucks. So Jameis is Miami, carrying on the Miami long-standing tradition Miami. of sucking. Oh my God, I, I'm rooting for Jameis to get that pick, the pick record. Dear, I don't think he's close. Oh, oh no, he's got to be close. I think he has like 18 this year. No, got to be more than that. If this wants to load. 18. Damn it. Called it. All right. I'm I'm encouraging Bruce Arians to tank for Joe Burrow. And basically, have Jameis just throw the ball at the opposing team. Bad news, Jared. What? He's not going to break the record. He's playing the Falcons, the Jaguars, the Colts, the Lions, the Texans, and the Falcons again. All right, so every one of those teams is a shutdown corner, though. Yeah, but I think— It's also Jameis. Like, come on. you got to realize this man finds ways to throw interceptions. Yeah, I agree with you, but I just think 17 in six games. Yeah. Um, that, that, hey, you're, so you're telling me there's a chance. There <laughs> is a chance. He's had a four interception game and a five interception game against Carolina. So, like, I mean, I think secondary is bad. Dante Jackson's our only close to relevant corner. Look, I want it to happen as much as you, Jared. I'm just kind of. Dampering my hopes a little. All right, we're talking way too much about the Buccaneers. Let's move on. <laughs> Not just the Buccaneers, but Jameis Winston. Oh, my God. All right, Broncos and Vikings. 
What is it with teams and just making me upset? The Denver Broncos had the Vikings there. And they were on the goal line. They could have scored. It would have been the greatest thing ever. I am happy, though, because I needed Dalvin Cook and Stephon Diggs to be good so I could win in fantasy this week, and I did. But then they they just they weren't satisfied. They could have just not had the Kyle Rudolph touchdown. You know, they could have just let that one go. And then, of course, Brandon Allen drives down the field. I'm getting all my hopes up, and then boom. Oh, my God, that was annoying. That was longer in a sentence, but I had the fence. Because I watched that. The Vikings got away with a holding and a pass interference in the end zone. Thank you. All right, Kev. Kirk Cousins, MVP. No. Shut the goddamn hell up. According to Vegas, he has 15 to 1 odds. That's ridiculous. It's all right. Savannah, Savannah, there's still seven games left in the season. Six games left in the season. He will find a way to hit you. He will listen. They were like a shoe in to win the division last year, and they blew that. That's true, but also, I mean, he—I don't have an issue with those odds. He has not a two thousand seven hundred fifty-six yards, twenty-one touchdowns, three picks, and one hundred fourteen point eight QBR. Like those are pretty good numbers. Yeah, I'm just waiting for him to blow. It's also Cousins. Let me let's see, let's see him finish the season without doing something stupid. All right. Uh, Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins. The tank's back on it. Good Lord, John Brown is fast. I I don't get the Dolphins. I don't even know what to say about this game. I'm literally, I'm just, I mean. Guys, guys, we're all pulling for Buffalo to beat Dallas on Thanksgiving. Savannah, I'm sorry I interrupted you. What was your sentence? No, you're fine. I just – I don't even know what to say about this game. Like, the Dolphins were only down, like, what, five points or something at halftime? The Dolphins have a – I've noticed this. They're, they have a really good game plan. That it's very good. It's very scripted. Brian Flores is definitely a Belichick disciple. He's very organized. But the team runs out of gas. They're, they're all backups. So, I – like – I'm telling you, this team loves their coach. It's just, it's going to be a while before they're really good. Kev? I already gave my sentence. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, my brain's going. <laughs> it's already gone. Oh, that's true. All right. Jags and Colts. Hmm. Wow, that was disappointing. Nick Foles. Came back too soon. Sorry, guys. I zoned out there, but uh, I didn't think the Colts were going to win this one. Nick Foles shocked me. I thought he was going to play so much better. I didn't. Kevin's still better by 52. No, I just, he's coming back after being out for 10 weeks. No quarterback's going to look that, good. That is true, like, uh, especially like an upper body injury, which is in the area where you throw the ball. Especially a shoulder injury. Oh, yeah. I, he was off. I mean, DJ Chark played out of his mind for me, but that's about it. He is in the, he's a great receiver. Like, leave it to the Jaguars to find another, like, Allen Robinson, just elite receiver out of nothing. 
All right. Uh, speaking of out of nothing, Jeff Driscoll is almost my hero. That's my sentence for Lions and Cowboys. How are the Cowboys six and four? Because they're the luckiest team on the planet. I can agree. Like, everything that should go wrong doesn't. Like, they just somehow manage to sneak games out. And the fact that Jeff Driscoll almost pulled off a win here is hilarious. If Stafford was in, the Lions would win that game. Oh, 100%. I feel so bad for the Lions this year. They're getting hosed. Apparently for this game, ESPN thinks it's okay to put Dak Prescott in the MVP conversation. Oh, my God. They are loving that Dak Prescott's in there. I know. <laughs> um, Kev, Doesn't he lead the league in passing yards? He does, actually, which is impressive. But also, he's also attacking a lot of bad secondaries. Oh, yeah. They've played garbage teams. Basically, the, and like, the only decent t- team – like defense ranking they've played is Phillies. And when they played Philly, basically that secondary was like guys that are at the level of you and me and Jalen Mills coming off of a, a broken foot. So like I, it was like open season for Prescott, but uh, week 16, it's going to be a good one. And the way Philly's defense played on Sunday and the three week and the four weeks prior, it's going to be a very different game. But, um, Falcons at Panthers. When do the Falcons remember how to play football? <laughs> like, what the god hell happened? Yeah, the Falcons seem to have something brewing here. I don't know what it is, but it's it's getting started. A little too late, but it's getting started. Watch, they end up finishing nine and seven and like are like a game out of the playoffs. I would laugh hysterically if that was how the season ended for them. That'd be incredible. Be the most Atlanta thing ever. That is true. No, the most Atlanta thing ever would be starting the season like 8-0 and and then losing your last eight. <laughs> oh, you mean pulling a reverse Dallas? Yes. Basically. Also, the Falcons knew that a 28-3 lead was dangerous, so they <laughs> got a 29-3 lead. <laughs> totally. Big difference. All right. Texans at Ravens. Yowch, I airmailed this. Ravens' defense is legit. The Texans just, like, forgot to play how to play football. It was just, like, the pass rush. Like, Judon and the boys, body built by Taco Bell, getting after him. I we like Deshaun Watson was running for his life the entire game. I'm like, hold, was it five sacks in the first half? I was watching the game. I'm like, this is ridiculous. It looks like a Madden game. It was just like the Texans had no answer to do. And I just, I think Bill O'Brien's coming in. He's morning. He's probably like cussing out every offensive lineman. Lamar for MVP. Lamar or CMC for MVP. I'm up for either. Mark Ingram told me that Lamar should be MVP, so I'm going to go with Lamar. He told you personally? Yes, he told me through my TV. <laughs> he literally pointed at the TV and goes, Kevin Langley, you're an Alabama grad. You know what's good. All right. Niners and Cardinals. 
All right, so can we just can I, the there's two elephants in the room here. One, the Niners aren't as good as their record, and two, the Cardinals aren't as good as their aren't aren't as bad as their record. Agreed. The Cardinals could have had this one. The I'm, Niners are going to be that first round exit team, and I'm so I I I feel bad. My best friend's a Niners fan, but like, oh my god, they're going to get smoked in the first round. I think. That the Niners are better than this game indicates, though. I don't think they're that good. I can see them getting smoked. But I think the Cardinals might just be one of those teams that has their number. Everyone has one. And unfortunately for the Niners, they just happen to play in their division. Yeah, Savannah, what were you saying? Sorry, we, we both cut you off there. No, you What was your sentence? That they almost had it. That they could have won that game. Ah, fair enough. I thought you were just responding. My bad. All right. Uh, Bungles and the Raiders. Oh, my God. Oakland. You had – you almost blew this. Max Crosby is like – I mean, I know Joey Bosa is going to win, but Max Crosby is like slowly creeping up in like the defensive rookie of the year conversation. He had four sacks. And he wasn't even like a first-round pick of theirs. No, fourth. A fourth-round pick. It's crazy. He's he's doing good. Yeah, it's all good. Um, oh, yeah, I just – the Raiders, man. Like, they just can't – like, I mean, yes, they're still be- – I think they're still better than the Chiefs, but, like, holy Moses. I know. This game was – this game was honestly scary for, I feel like, Raiders fans. Like, they really could have lost this. I mean, the Bengals just have that knack of just, like, hanging around. Yeah, I did see something on Twitter where it showed, like, the score, like, the final score of every single game. And, like, they've never really been, like, blown out. Like, they have been – every game, almost every game has been close. Like, their record – I think they could have won some of those games. Oh, totally. <clears throat> Kev, don't mess this up, Cincinnati. <laughs> I wanted two 0-16 teams. Now, if I don't get one, I'm going to be furious. <laughs> Kevin Roots for demises of franchises. Yep. All right. Bears and Rams. The Disappointment Bowl 2019. <laughs> Who's worse? Oh, definitely Chicago. But no, like I know the Rams won, but I think if they played a hundred times, I feel like it might be like a 60-40 split one way. I Maybe even 55-45, and I don't know who would get which. <laughs> I mean, the Ram. I mean, Todd Gurley had to go basically off for them to win that game, and they only scored 17 points. I think everyone's figured out Sean McVay, and it's it's a little funny because they were anointing the next coming uh, when this was all going down. So we already talked about Chiefs Chargers. So finally, Kevin, New England Philadelphia. My sentence is, stop blaming Wentz. Mike Groff needs to get fired. And the Eagles' defense looked really good. Took a trick play to beat us. Hey, uh, Jared, have you looked into donating your hands to Nelson Aguilar? I mean, I actually can catch a football pretty well. You've seen it. So, I mean, I'm a little dis- – yeah. I, I, I will personally go to his house and drive him away from Philadelphia. Put Whiteside in there. Put Matthews. Go get J.J. Nelson and Antonio Brown off the street or Des Bryant. I don't care because anything is better than the awful adjustment that idiot made in the end zone. 
Kevin, if he turns his shoulder the right way, it's 17-17 going to overtime, and we're not, and this is a completely different conversation. I don't even know if it's the adjustment. It, the ball hit his hands. It, it, yeah, he turned his shoulder the wrong way, and he just missed the ball. It hit his hands. You have to come down with that. I know, and it wasn't even like your guy was hitting him either. It was like he basically was having no contact. And the best part is it was caught in video. He basically was trying to fake an injury afterward. Yeah, I noticed that. That was hysterical. I, I'm like, why wasn't he traded or cut? He's clearly the most disgruntled guy in that locker room. He's just a negative energy. I feel like Carson wanted to go after him with a shotgun after he dropped that ball. Like, like that's the third time he's blown up. He's dropped a game-winning touchdown. That was, also, that was also such a weak call on that pick to end the game. Oh, wait, what do you mean? The unnecessary roughness penalty that they threw when um the ball was tipped. The... And they blew it dead because of unnecessary roughness. He so hit, he, yo, he was helmet to helmet, buddy. Come on. Yes, but it's right? not, helmet to helmet rule is not supposed to be called in an instance where you're trying to avoid it and the receiver's falling into it. And that it was, was it. Defenseless receiver because he was going for the ball. The same kind of play happened to Philip Dorsett earlier in the game, and that knocked him out of the game with a concussion. The only difference They should have blown it on that, too. I yeah, was the only difference was Philip Dorsett actually caught the ball. All right, just just whatever. It shouldn't have even been in that situation because, oh, God. All right. Oh, that's one sentence game. Got me aggravated. Kev. Funny to listen to, honestly. Oh, don't know. <laughs> oh, God. I woke up on Monday morning. And I'm just like, I'm going to have to hear it on every because all the more the high paid morons they have at ESPN. Like, you know what the worst part is? Why I can't watch ESPN Half the guys they have are so stupid, and their takes are so bad. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? That's why I only watch NFL Network and Fox Sports 1, oh. except for college game day. That's Coward's it. an idiot, too. Mm. Coward's elitist. He literally the said that Joe Burrow he's he said that Joe very- Burrow only throws screens. If you take away screens, Joe Burrow has the highest completion percentage and the furthest ball thrown downfield the last, like, 10 years of any quarterback. Oh, I know. Some of his takes are very front runnery, and they kind of, I don't know. I mean, in his college football takes are a little off, but NFL-wise, it's pretty good. I, I listen to Coward, even if it's kind of, it's still better to listen to Skip and Shannon, even though Shannon doesn't know what he's talking about most of the time. Oh, but that's funny. Skip. Skip. All right, Kev, what's some weird shit? Make me laugh. In 1922. Oh, history lesson. Yes. The Supreme Court decided on Federal Baseball Club versus National League. And in that decision, they decided that the Sherman Antitrust Act did not apply to Major League Baseball because it was not a business. It was not a sport. And then on November 9th of 1953, the Supreme Court, again, this came to them and they ruled in favor of the MLB again, saying it did not fall under the Sherman Antitrust Act. And I just think that's so funny because then about 30 years after that, um, Donald Trump and the USFL sued the NFL for violating that. And I'm surprised they won anything. They won 78 cents, I think. When <laughs> if baseball didn't fall under the Antitrust Act, why did the NFL? I don't know. 
Because yeah. baseball was America's pastime back then? I don't know. In the 80s, though? That It was still, the NFL was still kind of coming around. Yeah, but I think in enough parts of the country, it was beloved enough, like Pittsburgh, Dallas. Yeah, it was weird. Like, the NFL around, like, the 70s, 80s, that's when it really started getting big. But, like, I don't know. I mean, that's weird. Once you get into the legal stuff, these sports, it just gets odd with the sports. All right. Shorter episode today. Let's kick that smooth jazz. Um, So, folks... As me and Kev argued about for about five minutes before, my Eagles lost to his Patriots. Honestly, I was very proud of my defense that everyone played. Everyone that secondary played great. Um, pass rush was annoying me because nobody got after Brady. They hit him enough. Um, but one thing I've heard, I was reading Twitter this morning. I was on ESPN and Fox Sports. One of the last two days got kind of off because my work week basically now goes to Wednesday to Saturday during the slow weeks. Um, basically... Everyone's like going at Carson Wentz. I'm gonna say stop it. This is, but here's one thing that really impressed me. And I was listening to another guy on a couple of Philadelphia radio shows this morning, and I was uh, saying, I'm like thinking to myself, that is just very. They were saying, oh, this is why he's better than McNabb, because basically McNabb, when he would go to the situations, would basically roll on everybody and wouldn't want to hear it because he was kind of a diva. Wentz is taking the fall for everything, and. Yeah, yeah, he missed a couple throws, but this may be the worst receiving core he'll ever have. Because he's he's had Alshon for four games. He's had Deshaun Jackson for one. He has the the artist formerly known as Nelson Aguilar. Mac Hollins got open once. That's why Carson overthrew him, because I swear to God, it was like after his first season, he just forgot how to play football. Our Sega Whiteside was open a lot, but, like, you know, Carson's in trust until that play in his own end zone, he basically like just almost saved even a chance of winning that game at that point. Mike Roth needs to get fired. Uh, Howie Roseman needs to be disciplined by Jess- Jeffrey Lurie because this was the worst decision-making of all time. Go out, go get John DiFilippo. Go, go get somebody, anybody. Just change up the offense. I know Doug Peterson calls the plays, but Mike Roth may be the worst receiving coach in, in football because... Nelson Aguilar since 2017 has regressed more than any other player I've ever seen. Because that defense is better than it was the year one of the Super Bowl. Carson is better than he was. If you look every Carson, uh, Chris Chris Long, uh, former Patriot Eagle and Ram, brought this up on Twitter today. He goes, Carson's uh, six and three. If you count, if you take away Aguilar's two drops and um, uh, Arcega Whiteside's drop. All I gotta say. So that's about it for us, uh, my raspy voice. Uh, look for our show on Thursday. We might have a special guest coming on, so it should be fun. We'll do uh, our picks, maybe a little college football talk. It's gonna be a good show. Uh, thanks for stopping by, guys. Bye.
Thanks for listening to the Corner Booth Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and on Twitter at Corner Booth Pod.